Welcome, welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Tuesday, February 6, 2018, and on Fridays, be sure to catch my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. Just go to irnchat.com to chat and interact and listen live to The Outlander Show. And you could also go to heidihollis.com for more information. Blasting off with some UFO reports. Hmm, a black triangle sighting in Hemel Hempstead, England. <laughs> this occurred January 17th, 2018. Triangular vehicle with inverted lit dome with very bright light in the center. <laughs> in more detail, the witness states bright light through bedroom curtain. Triangular vehicle spotted gliding in a straight line. Underneath the vehicle was an inverted lit dome, virtually touching the three sides. Inverted dome had arched ribs from the bottom to top with a center pillar projecting a bright light. Had a perfect view until it disappeared over the buildings. My first reaction was it was a strange plane out of Luton Airport, then immediately realized. It was not a normal aircraft. <laughs> I would say it wasn't. Mm -mm, nope. Um, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of domed uh, triangle sightings lately. You guys notice that? Must be the latest model for 2018. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. UFO sighting over Peterborough, England. This occurred January 7th, 2018. Bright lights expanding. In more detail, the witness states, I was standing in my back garden on the 7th of January, 2018, having a cigarette looking at the stars. Out of the corner of my eye, saw what I at first thought was a plane, as it was bright light with lots of different color underneath it. I got my iPhone out and tried to take a photo of it. I got a picture that just looked like a star, but not rounded. It was more like a teardrop shape facing sideways. I told my wife and daughter they got out our camera, which was a 30 times optical zoom. The pictures we took were really strange. It moved in strange directions, and then one picture she took, it moved so quick that she got a line of lights all different colors. Then she took more photos, and she caught it as a light and then it disappeared, although in the photo it appeared dark in color and very large. We took lots of photos and a video, which is shifting around all over the place. We came in as it was cold outside. That was about 7.30 GMT. We went back outside about two hours later, and it had slightly moved to the south, but still doing the same thing, flashing lots of colors and then disappearing and coming back to a bright white light with lots of colored lights underneath it. Ooh, sounds wild. All right. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Okay, let me try this. All right. <laughs> UFO sighting in Esteban, Saskatchewan. 
Saskatchewan, I think so. Uh, this occurred, oh, this is a UFO blast from the past. This occurred July 18, 2011. Faint orangish-reddish metallic glowing disc with windows that appeared. Oh, this sounds like something I saw before, except I wasn't in Saskatchewan. Um, <laughs> in more detail, I was working in Estevan, Saskatchewan, at Shand Power Station on a shutdown. It was a large shutdown, so we had work trailers out in the field, and at the time, there was very little light by the trailers. I remember I was by myself as everyone was in the power plant. I went in between two trailers, four meters apart, so I could see the stars better. And just as I did that, I noticed a huge, glowing, orange-reddish-looking metallic disc come floating over the smokestack from out of nowhere, 500 feet, very slowly, then hovered down near me at about 200 feet up in the air. The ship was huge. I'd estimate it at 500 feet in diameter. It also appeared to have windows that became see-through for a few minutes, and I could see a reddish light glow in the ship and the beings controlling the ship I could not see well. Just faint shadows of what appeared to be humanoid. The ship had a very quiet hum. It was almost silent. I don't do drugs. I was not drinking or anything, and I don't hallucinate. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. I knew what I was seeing was real. I almost felt like my family returned to visit me kind of feeling. Oh, that's interesting. I remember asking it in my mind to fly in a circle over the trailers and then go up and down. And it did what I asked to acknowledge it knew where I was and was conscious of me. I remember thinking, thank you for doing that. And then it took off in the field slowly and then gained speed and shot upwards on the horizon. And then a bright white flash in the sky and it was gone. I've had many UFO interactions and encounters all over Saskatchewan and Alberta, but this one was the most personal encounter I've had so far. I've included a painting someone made for me randomly after I told them my story. It's the power plant and the UFO, although the UFO was a lot larger than what is in the painting. And I jump over here to look at the photo, and there is no photo attached. Darn it all! Why? Do you think those get filtered out? Because oftentimes I read these reports and I'm like, and I'm attaching and I'm putting, and it's not there. Who's messing up where these get reported at MUFON? Hmm? Keeping them for yourself? What is it? What? What? What is it? We shall never know, shall we? <laughs> wow. But that does sound like something I'd seen. And isn't it interesting how people are having these very personal experiences with these UFOs? They react. They pay attention. They listen as if there is a connection like maybe we are from the stars. Maybe they are relatives. I know I've had three interactions myself where they responded. And let me tell you, dramatic, <laughs> quite dramatic. Yeah. Okay, moving on. UFO sighting in Fayetteville, Arkansas. This occurred January 24th, 2018. Very bright light stationary for 20 minutes. On January 24th at 11 a.m., I was at work and decided to take a smoke break with a co-worker. These smokers, I tell you, they all get all the fun, don't they? 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't smoke, kids. It's terrible. It was a beautiful clear day. I was facing north, and a glint in the sky caught my eye. A very bright object due east at about 50 to 60 degrees up from the horizon. We watched it for a moment, and it did not seem to move. I asked my coworker of what he thought it was moving. He said, no, I'm guessing it around 20,000 feet elevation. No vapor trail was visible. I don't edit this stuff. I know there's words missing. The object was so bright that I could not make out any kind of structure to it. It looked as though it was reflecting sunlight and at times appeared to have a halo around it, like how the moon does in the right conditions at night. It was brightest when I first noticed it at around 11.02 a.m. and was a little dimmer at the end of the sighting, but not much. Five of us watched this thing for a solid 20 minutes. The object never moved the entire time. Three of us took pictures with our smartphones. I took pictures and video, and they do no justice. They do not portray just how bright it was. I am posting a 31-second video. I'm not falling for this again. I'm not going to try looking. Of the object shot at 11.19 a.m. I am also including a picture of the moon for comparison that was shot at 2.07 p.m. that rose to same general location as the object sighted two and a half hours later at 11.20 a.m. We had to go back to work and the object was still there. At 11.25, it was gone. The next day I watched the sky at the same time. I noticed it the day before, but it did not return. I do have a few other photos and videos from that day, but... I'm posting the best of what I captured. We all want to know what it was. Me too. Me too. Hope your video's there so my fantastic listeners can go check it out. All right, moving on to the next one. UFO sighting in Roberts, Idaho. This occurred January 1st, 2018. Red beam chasing black UFO. Wow. Also, metallic hovering balls and a huge glowing star-like object. I was taking pics of some strange lines in the sky, but got these metallic balls and quite a few photos. Another night, my son and I witnessed a huge star-like object above the road in front of us. I saw a strange red beam in the sky, and it appeared to be chasing a black UFO. These were all around December 2017, and January 2018. Well, that is just cuckoo bananas. That's wild. Huh. Black laser beams. Uh, we've heard it all now. Moving on. UFO sighting in Lopez, Pennsylvania. This occurred January 28, 2018. As shown in pic and video, sound is from waterfall we were visiting. In more detail, we, too, were hiking in the state game lands along Mahopany Creek at Mythical Falls when we observed this just sounds like something out of sci-fi already we, when we observed this rocket-like object higher in the sky than most planes you would see moving very quickly across the sky first looking like a launched rocket hovering upward uh, the, in a fashion similar to how a satellite moves across the sky and what seemed to be an orbital fashion. It was very clear out, and you could see the body of the object, but no wings. Just a long dual vapor trail. Just curious what you think this might be. Could not hear it due to the roar of the waterfall. We wrote 
alongside of us. Okay, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I looked at that one, and it looks like a bullet putting out chemtrails. Honestly, it's kind of weird. A little weird looking. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, so that one's there. Uh, <laughs> the next UFO sighting, this occurred in Eugene, Oregon. This occurred January 28, 2018. Wife and I watched two lights in the trees, one shot in the air, the other just still sat there until a plane flashed its lights at it, and then it dimmed its lights and shot straight up. <laughs> it's kind of funny. My wife and I were just sitting off of South and a Bow and Pacific and Atlantic Road. Wow, okay, looking southwest past West 11th, noticed two lights in the trees sitting there, not moving. One of the lights shot straight up. The other light just sat there. A passenger plane came flying overhead, dipped its snows forward, dipped its snows at it, flashed its lights. Oh my goodness, I ain't going to even pronounce what they put there. <laughs> they didn't put its. They put a T in front of that. That's. Oh my goodness, and this is one giant sentence. People, people, come on now, edit this. Come on. <laughs> Lights pulled back up the object that dimmed its lights and shot straight up. An hour later, a Black Hawk helicopter shows up, no lights on it, from the southeast, sitting there in the same area where the two lights were. Them out about a minute later, he turns on his spotlight. There's nothing there. The object had already left. He flies over our head. Then you know as much as we do. I have some pictures, but they're not very good. Okay, great. I'm not looking. Um... <laughs> <laughs> some people oh my goodness but that's interesting ufo shows up a couple of them black hawk uh, helicopter comes and is a bit on the late show trying to find them hmm. the next ufo sighting this happened in lafayette louisiana ufo blasting from the past february 28 2007 dull gray object roughly size and shape as a 55 gallon barrel was driving back to my home about five miles outside the city limits of Lafayette, Louisiana, on Highway 342 Ridge Road. About one-eighth mile from the center, uh, from the entrance of the subdivision I lived in at the time, I observed a cylinder-shaped object the size and shape of a 55-gallon drum to the south of the road, about 200 feet from the road at a height of about 35 to 45 feet in a stationary hover <gasps> over a rice field with no visible sign of propulsion from a jet engine or rotors and no sound. <gasps> Finally, a period. Okay. I am an AMP technician with over 20 years of experience in the helicopter industry. Okay. My first reaction was to look above the object thinking it was a piece of equipment that was being long-lined from a helicopter since some of the long lines can be as long as 200 feet. I have been on these type of contracts in the past in my career as a helicopter mechanic, but this object was not being long-lined. I cannot explain what this object was. Mm, okay, moving on. The next UFO sighting. UFO sighting in Sacramento, California. This occurred January 28, 2018. Boomerang-shaped. In more detail, I was outside my home filming the moon with my Canon Rebel T5 
with a 650 to 2600 millimeter HD telephoto zoom lens for Canon EOS. Whew, around 7.30 p.m., I was trying to focus on the moon and noticed something black shot over the bottom right corner of the shot. At first, I thought it was a bird, but realized if it was the bird, would have shown up bigger in the telescope. The object was black, and it looked like it was just spinning, almost like a boomerang. I was very excited. I'd been looking at the moon for months and had never captured an image like this. Wah, wah, bah. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next UFO sighting. UFO landing in Cabo Frio, Rio de Janeiro. This occurred January 10th, 2015, like a landing light of airplane, but never arrived. Well, I'm an aeromodelist, and I was practicing on the beach towards the sea. That's when I saw two lights that looked like the landing lights for landing an airplane. These lights approached a certain port, and as we were near an airport, we lowered our model airplanes as a measure of security that we always adopted. It turns out that after some time and proximity, the lights returned and returned, uniting in only one light, then soon disappeared, as if they had returned at high speed to a place a little below where they came. I wish someone could draw a picture of what I have in mind. <laughs> we realized that it was not an aircraft known because it never arrived or passed through us. Wow, that's pretty wild. Well, guess what? We're going to hit on a paranormal point of a story. How about that? Because we can. <laughs> this paranormal story is called My Dark Imaginary Friends. Hmm. This person is sharing their personal story. As a bit of background, I am 20 now, but this story took place from the time I moved into my great-grandparents' house at the age of five to just a few years ago, as I have since moved out. My mother, my twin sister, and I lived in a simple single-story house built in the late 1800s, and boy, does it have a history. At least one hanging in the backyard, a shooting in the front, a suicide in the basement, and two infants that suffered SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, or by other means. Yikes, who wants to live there? So saying the place has a rather colorful background is putting it delicately. Now onto my decade-long story. The earliest account for, of Charlie, according to my mother, was the same week we'd moved in. He, or it, may be more suiting, had many names ranging from mundane like Fred to just bizarre such as Zidi or Shay Shay. <laughs> but Charlie was the most consistent, so that's what I'll be sticking with. Why do I feel like this is going to be a hat man story? I just, I just feel it. Okay, reading on. She says that I had asked her why that man in the corner wasn't helping unpack if my sister and I had to. I was a real brat back then. Sass aside, if my kid ever said something like that to me, I'd have started repacking on the spot. But true to her unbelieving atheistic heart, she thought nothing more of it than just the ramblings of a lazy child. 
but I am certain that was Charlie, because that's where he lived, day or night. I simply had to make a round in the house, and I'd eventually find the tall, dark, masculine figure lurking in the nooks and corners. Only occasionally would he ever venture away from those havens. When we had guests, he would almost always make himself scarce or hide in the basement. This would tickle my funny bone to some reason, but even as a child, I was an introvert, so I sympathized. I didn't like people because they were dumb. He didn't because they didn't believe in him, which made him sick. What? That or he would watch me as I slept. This is weird to do, whether you're a parent or paramour. Huh? Paramour? Sparkly stalker, vampire, or an imaginary friend. But numerous times, even well into my teens, I'd wake up and just knew he was standing over me. He'd even jolt me from a dead sleep every once in a while. A breath upon my neck or what could almost be described as a cold hand on my back. And every time this happened, it would, if always, would always be gravely quiet in my room, even though I'm certain I had turned on my intentionally noisy fan, just as I always did before bed. Then the morning after yet another near-sleepless night, I would wake up to find the fan on and the figure out of Siget, whatever that is, and out of mind. Maybe this is where my insomnia stems from. To top it off, he was not at all kind with my other figmented playmates. The richly dressed little girl that would hide my sister's and my own toys was terrified of him. The blue Eskimo lady would only ever slipped out from under my bed on the nights he wasn't stalking about. And my sister's own little buddy, who was apparently rather forward-thinking, a gender, what the heck? They're just making up words on this one. Said he'd eat their cookies, hair, and fingers, which I presume is a faux pas amongst fantasy societal norms. But I learned a lot from Charlie, or more accurately, thanks to him, such things as salt ingested and encircling your bed can be the deciding factor of a night of restful sleep or one of sweaty palms and wide eyes. My diet and my bedroom still to this day are quite rich in sodium. Things like calling for my mommy doesn't always help, especially when mommy can't see what's gotten you so upset. Things like how to note the telltale signs of a visitation from a lingering cold in the air and misplaced item to mystery bruises and hoof prints in the carpeting. Well, I've rambled on long enough. I just wanted to tell others about my strange childhood pal that still comes to visit me every once in a while. Thanks for listening. That sounds like the hat man. He doesn't always wear a hat. I'm just saying. And, um, yeah, it's not an imaginary friend. He sucks. If you guys want to learn more about the hat man, I named the phenomena. Go to HeidiHollis.com. H-E-I-D-I. Okay, you guys know how to spell it. Never mind. All right, moving on. We have another paranormal point of a story. This one is called Jack Frost. It is snowing like heck out here in Chicago, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> this person is sharing their story, and they say, I used to live in a house from the 1800s. You, you hear that plane flying really low underneath the storm? Hmm. Yeah, I think you guys can hear that. Um, 
goodness. I used to live in a house from the 1800s, and it was always paranormally active. I've seen very scary stuff in that house, such as a time my imaginary friend wasn't so imaginary. My goodness. But that's a story for another time. So this story happens from my mother's point of view when I was a baby from what she tells me. She's seen a clown in my room. Oh my goodness, I hate clowns. I've seen something too once. I was a few weeks old. My father was working night shift and it was just my mom and I. The layout of the hallway, which this happened in, is as follows. I had no door on my room and the hallway ended with my room straight ahead. So you could see inside of it if you were walking straight down the hall. And the other room, which was the bathroom, was to the right. It was a very narrow hallway. My mom apparently heard me laughing and walked through the hall. What she seen was the same thing I seen as I grew up in that house. A tall blue figure wearing all white with spiked blue hair was standing over my crib waving at me. Upon my mother's scream he disappeared, leaving behind this clear mist and cold air. Well, that's just freaky. Fast forward six years, my parents' bedroom was straight ahead from mine, meaning you had to walk through their bedroom to get to the hallway where my room and the bathroom is. I was in the room watching TV and seeing a shadow on the wall coming from the bathroom. I seen the spiked hair that the shadow, and I knew it was him. The toilet flushed and the sink turned on. When I went to see if my suspicions were confirmed, the only thing left was a running sink, cold air, and a very thin mist. I took the liberty of calling him Jack Frost. Oh, that's cute. We moved out of that house four years ago, but I have many more stories about it that I will tell also. Unfortunately for me, but fortunately for you, I moved into yet another haunted house. Things in this house are nowhere near as bad, but unexplainable things always happen here. You know, guys, Hat Man changes things up. I don't know if that was a Hat Man sighting, but he could come looking kind of weird sometimes. Who knows what that was? Maybe it was a, <laughs> he lived in a house that the man used to be a, a freaking clown, for all we know. Well, anyways, I have to tell you guys, thank you for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis. Be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day and tune into my other weekly shows, The Outlander on Fridays and The Kevin Cook Show on Tuesdays. Both are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And check out my paranormal comic strip. Yes, I'm a cartoonist, okay? TheOutlandersComic.com. Direct links to everything can be found at HeidiHollis.com. And, you know, if you've experienced something out of the ordinary and want some level-headed advice or... If you've seen a UFO and want to share, be sure to write me through my main website or at UHN at InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Remember always to keep an open mind because you can